lot of late nights, a lot of early mornings, not knowing what I'm going to do, not knowing if I'm going to get recruited. And I, I come from a place where quarterbacks are, are key. Like, we, we, we breed a lot of quarterbacks out of Southern California. So I'm growing up with Bryce and DJ. They get offers in the eighth grade and stuff. But I always kind of keep this motto to me. My father actually told me it was comparison is a thief of joy. So if I can compare, if I compare myself to them, then I'm, I'm not going to be happy. So I kind of like, I, I use that as, as fuel to the fire, and I just stayed on, on point, just trying to do everything I had to do. So when that time was ready, my opportunity came, I can go out there and I can execute and, and get everything I wanted in my life. So um, that's something I definitely did. I mean, my freshman and sophomore year didn't play. But at the time, God was trying to teach me just to sit down. He's trying to teach me perseverance. He's trying to teach me just wait, because I mean, I don't know what I would did if everything was just given to me. So I should take it as a blessing more than a curse. Welcome back, Fantasy Football World. You are back to listen to the Air It Out Fantasy Football League podcast with your host, Chantel. And I'm Joe. And we are here to talk football and all things fantasy with you. You can find us on all platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, YouTube, now Google Podcasts. Please like Follow, listen, get notifications so you can know when we drop new episodes. And remember how important it is to rate and review us so that we can move up those podcasting charts, which is what we really do want. And follow us at Air It Out Network on Instagram. So how's it going this week, Joe? It was a really good week, you know, nice and busy. Great football week. I really enjoyed some of the games. Had a really good pick week for myself, 14-2. Pat myself on the back here a little bit. Nice, Got nice. the Houston upset. Got the Rams. Who doesn't love Puka Nakua? The newest uh, Rams wide receiver. We'll get into him a right. little bit more, but overall pretty good. How about yours? Pretty good, too. I'm surprised that um, when we get down to that DFS section, I'll go over. I won a couple bucks this time. No. So surprisingly, you know, I'm a little, very little bit richer, but uh, looking forward to going over that part, too. But otherwise, a pretty good week, I think. Uh, lots to talk about in football. I can't believe that we're headed into week Five. Where does time go? Every quarter Which of the season the down time. and into the bye weeks and all that stuff. Here it goes. Right. I was just saying this is just about the time where we kind of have to stop saying it's early in the season. Start taking some good, hard, long looks at rosters and maybe making some changes where we need to. But so let's take a look at what happened in this thing of ours this week. And speaking of that and see what we can do in the uh, with the air it out recap. In the Air It Out League this week, let's see, winners, losers, holding on to the number one spot this week is Zulu Nation. He remains perfect with a 4-0 record, 635 points on the season. Other winners this week includes uh, yours truly, the Battle Beast, now at 3-1. Nice win. Florida Fade, also at 3-1. What a game that was. Super I know, close. right? Down right. Nail biter. Points. Yeah, fun. The Road Warriors, 3-1, and one, and no longer winless that Grizzly, putting up a W this week, now 1-3 and three for him. So, for everybody else, not so good. The Players Club, they took a hit this week, now 2-2. Two and two. LC's Classic 73 team, 2-2. Two and two. Bulldog Joe, a little bit of struggle over there for you at 1-3 and three now. Left Hand of Thanos, also 1-3 and three and still winless 0-4. and four, 52 fake out, all those guys taking hits this week. But great games for some of us. Yours truly had a great game this week. I was the top scorer, 177 fantasy points, led by none other than quarterback Russell Wilson. 
I saw that. 30 points. 20, 30 points. 28, three touchdowns. In the three TDs, 233, uh, 223 yards. And mm-hmm. say what you will about Russell, but he has been productive this season. He has been. Sean Payton has certainly made him look a little bit better out there, and that was a great comeback for them in Chicago. I don't know how I feel about the Sean Payton comment, but we'll go with he's been very productive <laughs> in uh, fantasy. Yep. He's uh, only had one game where he put up less than 20, and that was 19, and it was the Miami game. But he's been doing pretty well for me. He followed by Russell was Kyron Williams with a huge game as well. 29 fantasy points, 103 yards, two TDs, plus three receptions on three targets for another 24 yards. Also doing well. Very well. That Grizzly dominated his opponent, which was a 52 fake out this week. He came in with the second high score in the league, 175 points, with none other than Diggs leading the charge. Gotta love that. 38 fantasy points, right? Three touchdowns. Did you see the touchdown where he broke three tackles to get loose and go? Is (laughs) having a season. Diggs is having a monster season so far, 400 yards on the season. So far, averaging right about 100 yards and at least one TD per game. Also, both of his running backs showed up for him. Finally, King Henry showing us a glimpse of what he used to be. And then Isaiah Pacheco showing out against the Jets, too. Those two combined, I think, on his roster for another 66 points. Very nice. Then Justin Fields finally coming through for the Road Warriors in a big way after consistently failing to break 20 fantasy points. I think he doubled that and put up nearly a 40. Playing Denver and make it healthy. That might be the worst defense in the game. Definitely the worst defense in the game, but they still didn't win. Mm -hmm. The Broncos managed to pull that win out, but Fields had the hot hand most of that game. 335 yards, four passing TDs, so nothing to sneeze at there. But the worst games came, of course, for 52 fake out in LC's Classic 73. They took the worst of it, neither of them breaking 100 points for 52 fake out, surprisingly. Waddle was uh, held in check, I think, by that Bills defense, as was uh, Tyler Boyd by the Titans. That actually, though, may have more to do with Joe Burrow. I know we'll talk a little bit more about that later, too. But uh, with Joe not being Joe Burrow not being 100 percent, yeah, Tyler Boyd came up short for him. That uh, Niners defense also got a little more than they bargained for out of Arizona. So they put up considerably less than they were targeted or projected to do. So I, I went through 52 fakeouts lineup. He's Once Eckler comes back, that'll solve some things for him. And if Cooper Cup is Cooper Cup, I think. No, that'll... 52 fakeout doesn't have Eckler. Sure? He has, yeah. Oh, I'm thinking left-handed Thanos. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, he yeah. has Cooper Cup and Jonathan He's Taylor. Got, right. Jonathan Taylor coming back could help him if... That happens or he gets if traded. Yeah. My so. money is that Jonathan Taylor will not play it down for the uh, Colts. But we'll see. Do I don't you, know. I think he might get traded, end up somewhere else? I think that he will likely. I think he'll sit out until he gets a trade. Yeah, until he gets traded someplace else. And so, well, once we get a little further into it, there's a couple ideas I have about where he could end up and where I'd like to see him. But I don't think he'll play for them again. But for, uh, let's see, LC's classic 73 team, Zulu Nation's Christian McCaffrey. Oh, my God. The man, the myth, the legend dropped a 50-burger on that team. That performance alone by CMC was definitely the best on Zulu Nation's roster this week. And that 50 counted for more than half of what LC's classic 73 team put up. They only put up 82 points all together. And so CMC did half of more than half of that alone. CMC so is balling out of his mind. Yes, yes. Already in the uh, MVP talks, uh, the rumblings of a league MVP this year for him. 
So we also had, like you said, the nail biter this week between Florida Fade and Left Hand of Thanos. What a difference of what less than one point, I think. Less than 53.85 to 53.02. Crazy. Geno Smith leaving late in the second made all the difference. A huge difference. If he gets all the out difference, there, that would have yeah, been a, that would have been a totally different uh, yeah. that would have been a totally different outcome for yeah. them. But so now with bye weeks upon us in many of our leagues and all of the leagues actually now, a lot of the time we have to hit the waiver wires to sub in players for guys on bye weeks. That usually means you got to drop someone, right, to pick up another player. So when you have a handcuff, though, so let's say you've got a Derrick Henry and Tajay Spears, do you drop? your handcuff in search of another player to round out your team, thinking, you know, you can always double back and pick him up later, knowing how potentially significant his value is, or do you look elsewhere? Meaning, you know, another bench player to get rid of while we're in this, uh, trying to get by through the bye week huh? Funny. It's, it's a very, very, it's a good one. Very, <laughs> yeah. very difficult. I mean, the exact situation you just named roster space becomes a difficult thing too, especially if you have players who aren't playing up to their potential. <laughs> Joe Burrow. Right. So where do I take Tajay Spears? He is getting playing time, but he's not the feature guy. I mean, that's still very much Derek Henry's team. And how often is Tennessee going to be leading? So you have to look at your offense as a whole, you know, where do they fit in? Like say people who have hey, Quinn and Williams with the chargers, how much playing time is he then before the injury? So you're holding mm-hmm. on to some. I had I saw another one. I had JSN in Seattle. So where do they fit into the lineup? And then when the buys come and I need a wide right. receiver, mm-hmm. and if I have somebody producing seven to ten points per week, I had to actually go ahead and drop JSN because I needed that roster space for someone else. Right. So I think you're right. You have to take a look at it, the grand scheme of things. And so the way that I would look at it is how close am I to needing to actually use that handcuff or that other player, right? Right. So if I'm already seeing, and this is just for example, I'm already seeing like Derrick Henry with two questionables in the past couple of weeks. He's, you know, not playing like he used to. And he's, and if it's getting closer and closer to my handcuff taking over, I'm definitely holding on to that handcuff and looking right. elsewhere to fill out that other spot, you know? So it just, just like you said, you got to look at the thing as a whole and not just, because just when you think they're going to be there, you're going to be able to come back and snatch them off the waiver wires. Nope. You got a very competitive league, just like ours and somebody that'll take them just so you don't go back and get them with no intention of even using them. So a hundred percent. So other people can't get them and score against right. them. So definitely part of it as well. All goes to the strategy. Yeah. All right, guys, so that's what's up in the Air It Out uh, League. And moving on to the big leagues now, Joe, tell us what's up in the NFL this week. Okay, with the NFL League recap, some trades and movement. Nothing major this week. We already kind of talked about Jonathan Taylor a little bit in that situation. That's going to be playing out for a little bit longer. Um, I can think anything else big other than that in the in the movement world. Nothing serious that's going to make any real changes for our league or, or anything else at the moment. So I'll move on to news and headlines. Uh, Jerry Jones comes out this week. Now, they have a huge game. Mm-hmm. That's the Sunday night game against the San Francisco 49ers. And he says, we're ready to stack up against the best. And anybody who knows the NFL has followed Dallas long enough knows that every year is a Dallas year. Right. And then every year, they choke away. What do we see happening in San Francisco? For me personally, being a fan watching as much as I can, San Francisco is a step above everyone else. There's some that are close. There are certainly Kansas City's close there as long mm-hmm. as they keep getting calls their way. And Philly, it's a good team. But is San Francisco that good? So do you see at a competitive game? Does Dallas come to Levi's and I think get it'll be around? a competitive game. I have the Niners to, for the win for sure. I think that just last week we saw the Niners take care of business with the Cardinals and we saw the previous week or two ago Dallas succumb to them. So I think that uh, says 
a lot within itself. So I'm putting all the good money, I think, behind the 49ers to pull this one out. I have no faith in uh, Dallas coming into Levi and and getting the win. I just don't think they'll do it. And in addition, they've lost a major component on their defense and the secondary with Diggs gone for the rest of the season. So there'll be another huge game for Ayuk, another huge game for McCaffrey, and that'll be that. The current 49ers can hit you in so many ways. I mean, you just go around there and type from Debo Samuel to Ayuk to McCaffrey to Brock, Brock Purdy. I think he's lost one game, and that was because of the injury that technically started right. since he's become the starter of that team. They're just super deep. And then you go on the defensive side of the ball. They're just so deep and talented. They're going to be a big knockout. And this game has big implications because you start thinking about the play. And I know it's only week five, but you start thinking right. about the playoff implications. Where did the playoffs go? Last year, they went through Philadelphia, which made a big difference. Mm-hmm. This year, did they go through the Bay Area? We'll see. The other big news, of course, can't not talk about Taylor Swift, Sunday Night Football. Oh, we can so not talk about who Taylor got more Smith. Air, wait, 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 wait. Who got more airtime, Aaron Rodgers or Taylor <laughs> Smith? I think it was Taylor Swift. Well, I think I saw a clip <laughs> of the New York fans maybe booing. Did you see that? I did see that. So I, I, I think they were like, they had had enough. We're here to watch football. So, so Travis Kelsey's production is way down. Is it Swifty's fault? <laughs> it is not the Swifties' fault, and that's very temporary. I did I have that listed in my notes to mention too. I think they were held uh, to what t- six catches and sixty yards for Travis Kelsey playing a very good New so, York Jets team. C.J. Mosley is a tr- fantastic middle linebacker, and he, mm-hmm. he marked him a lot of the game. There's no shame in playing. I mean, look at the New York Jets; they really don't usually get blown out. They had that one game in Dallas where things got right, sideways. and that's all defense. That's, that's all defense. Yeah, their offense played a tiny bit better, but. Anyway, all defense. Right. So um, I do expect a turnaround from Travis. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Okay, on to the injury report. I have quite a stack this week. I'll start with T. Higgins. A broken rib. Not broken ribs, but one broken rib. And the rumor is he might try to play uh, this coming week. We'll see. Deshaun Watson and his shoulder. That was a real surprise. It was just a, just before the game time. Him mm-hmm. s- shows what him sitting out made a difference, and they just got rolled over by Baltimore with him not on the field. Uh, on the bye week, Justin Herbert with his broken finger is expected to play when he comes back off of the yeah. bye week. Right, uh, not on his throwing hand. Not, not expected hand, to miss any time. Much change at all. A big one for LA Rams, which are playing okay, and they get uh, Cooper Cup back, is uh, Matthew Stafford in his hip, but he is not expected to miss any time. So we'll keep an okay. eye out for that one. Right. They're sit- are they sitting him through their bye? No? That's the plan. That's the plan. That's okay, the plan. yeah. Yeah. No, they played this week. I'm sorry, the Rams play this week. That's the Chargers who are by this week. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. the Rams do play this week, and they expect him to play. They play at home against Philly, which I think will be a pretty competitive game. Mm-hmm. So watch that one. The next one, Kenny Pickett, his knee, and it looks pretty bad. It looks like it might be it for Kenny Pickett for quite some time. Not really? that the Steelers' offense is stellar, but here comes Mitch Trubisky. Overall first once upon a time by the Chicago mm-hmm. Bears, seventh year in the league, career stats, just under 1,200 yards passing, 68 touchdowns, and 43 interceptions. What does this mean? Hey, man, the- it can't hurt. I mean, it's not like... It can't get worse. It can't get worse. So that's... <laughs> it's, it's not like uh, Kenny Pickett was balling like we all thought that he might be at the start of the season. So it can't get any worse. And he, this actually is the injury in which I was thinking of them keeping him out through their bye, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what I thought was happening, but we'll see. Because they have a bye week, week six, Correct. so they may just bench him. Do not they, bench him, but play Mitch Trubisky. Pick up Trubisky, let him play this week, right. I think? Or yeah. Not? That's, well, that's what they're talking about doing, so we'll see. What about for our league or for our leagues out there? You think you pick, pick him up and let him play? No, I, not game. unless you are in a very deep, deep, league i wouldn't advise it i think there's better options and they're playing a difficult-ish baltimore defense it is at home but yeah that's a tough one well we'll keep an eye 
Uh, the next one, Javante Williams, his hip. It's too early to tell how much mm-hmm. he'll be out, but he was replaced in the previous game against the Bears by Jalil McLaughlin. McLaughlin came in and had 104 yards and a touchdown. Right. Looked pretty good. He looked very shifty. I, yep. I enjoyed keep, watching keep him run. Eye on that guy. Uh-huh, for sure. Uh, one of my personal favorites, Devontae Adams, his shoulder. He did return to the mm-hmm. game yeah. for 75 more yards receiving from the young rookie from Purdue, Aiden O'Connell. Hmm. There's not a timeline yet for Garoppolo's return with his uh, – Concussion, I would okay. assume it's next week or the week after, though. So, And then you know, Devontae just continues to ball out no matter who's, who's throwing. Right. Throwing but it. if you saw the post-interview, he did mention that the shoulder was not feeling so hot. So we'll see. We'll have to so watch. I'm sure he'll go into the week with a questionable designation. Yeah. We got the next one's Mike Evans and his hamstring. They do have a bye this week, so he has a little time to heal up. There yep. was no designation about how bad that would be. But he's had a hamstring history throughout his career, so we'll keep our eyes on that one. Mm-hmm. Next one, Pat Frymuth. Uh, the Pittsburgh tight ends, his hamstring, and it's sounding from initial reports that it's going to be anywhere from two to four weeks of targets on the Pittsburgh team. I liked him very much as a young tight end. He wasn't getting much work, unfortunately, with the quarterback situation there, but I personally owned him, and hopefully he gets back and gets on the field soon. Next one, Juwan Johnson, the tight end from the Royal Saints. I've owned him in the past. Uh, had him on several teams. He is talented. If he's not able to, it's a calf. If he's not able to play, might be welcome back Jimmy Graham time. Jimmy Graham, we played very well in the preseason, but we'll see. And it wouldn't be right to not mention Joe Burrow, who this week was 20 for 30 passing, under 200 yards, no TDs, no interceptions. What yeah. do we say about Joe Burrow? It's it's rough out there for Joe Burrow. So I think at this point I am in agreement with what most I think people are saying, which is just to let him get healed. So we were talking before the show, Jamar Chase came out before the season even started. He right. said, let's sit him down. Let's let Joe sit four to six weeks. We'll bring him back for the health and we'll look like ourselves. Cincinnati decided not to do that. I'm sure Joe's a very prideful young man. He wants to go out there and play and right. have his team out. And the results have been really poor. Do you think this is it's a whole rough. season thing? Maybe let him go and move on? Or do you think he can come back strong here? It's it's incredibly hard to say, let a Joe Burrow go. It's incredibly hard to even bench him, you know? So that's that's a, such a tough call to make. I think you got to go like week to week and be, Based on what we've seen so far, you want to look at who they're coming up against and what you think and what you think the outcome might be in that. It's hard to say just to to get rid of them, though. They travel to the desert to play Arizona this week. Their defense is okay, Arizona. Right. You know, they, mm-hmm. they've been competitive in most of their games. They had a, a terrible loss come back against the Giants. But they, they right. hung in there a little bit with San Francisco, might be the best in the league, and, and so on and so forth. So a tough matchup. Yeah, if you're an owner, I might just be cautious. You right. Know? You know, do you want right. to take the chance? Can you miss— can you miss the 20 points that somebody else might give you and he only gives you 10 or something like that? That's, so. This is true. So you, you know what I would do? I would just go ahead with, and every fantasy person says this, one more shot. You give a one more shot, and I think you, as we get further along in the season, you're going to have to start making some of those tough calls. And unfortunately, that might be one that you bench Joe Burrow until things start to uh, turn around. And Because I'm even considering that I'm owner of uh, Jamar Chase, and I'm considering that. Which is really unfortunate. You know, I own T. Higgins in places and same story. You know, now he might be able to deserve or whatever, but he was not producing other than the one game where he had two touchdowns. You know, so that whole team, Tyler Boyd, they're all Joe Mixon. Right. It all, yeah. all goes around uh, Joe Burrow. And if he's going to produce at this, and it wasn't an awful game. It's like through four interceptions, but it was a non-productive game. You right. Know, 23rd does not get it done. They've never been a running team. They've been a passing team. That's the way they're built until he gets right and can plant and do whatever. Do you think it's in, so. it's in his head now, I think, a little bit that he's not performing? I no, I think it's just he I think he's a very mentally tough person, mm-hmm. physically tough even to get back out on the field and wanting to play with that uh, injury. I think he is just physically not able to do so. And I think that he understands that yeah. as much as he is trying to get 
get it done. So I don't think that it'll shake him like to his core in terms of confidence and his mental well-being with it. But you just can't physically right now. This something's got to give. We're not in the early part of the season anymore. It's against the part right. where you have to start considering playoff implications. We're a quarter of the way like through. That. And if you start, you know, dropping games, you lose another two or three here, and they find themselves at one and six, one and seven, might be time to shut him right. down for the year and let him get healthy and start thinking. Because he's a young man, you know, Agreed. so just, just go that way. Okay. The injury landscape looks to be finally slowing up, loving off, still going crazy. Right. Let's check. If we could, really quick, I'm sorry, right, I okay. had to mention this. Monday Night Football. So yeah. I know that we have said plenty of times before, we are not, uh, we don't do IDPs, but I was thoroughly impressed. The rookie. rookie. Yes, I was thoroughly impressed with the Seattle uh, Seahawks rookie. Doing the number 21 proud, right? Mm -hmm. Two sacks, three forced turnovers, fumble recovery, returned for a 97-yard touchdown. Pretty much iced that game. Crazy, right? Yeah. So it was, I mean, that was, it was just crazy. I think that, um, Defensive touchdown resulted even in a viral moment yeah. for Dave Hall, right? Throwing throwing the tablet after showing Daniel Jones that that play, running it back for him. So that was pretty good. So I'm keeping my eye on that guy. He was drafted number five overall. This has been a very impressive year for rookies. If you look around between yeah. Hon, CJ Stroud, and they're CJ making Stroud's another. He's doing great. Jalen Nicar- they're making big impacts on these teams all over the league. So. Yep. All right, cool. Sorry, had to mention that. No, no, I like, I like. News, it was yeah. an amazing game. It was a lot of fun to watch. And yeah, that pick six pretty much ended the night for the Giants and continued to put our boy down to 0-8 on Monday night or Sunday night football. I know. He looks so sad. <sighs> he's, got, he's got all that money to go into, though. So, the injury, right. All right, so it's still going crazy with the injury landscape. We'll move yeah. on to what exactly that means for us in the fantasy world of the fantasy movers and shakers. Right. So, fantasy, let's see, this week, some of the stars, A-Chan, I think he came out swinging again, not the 50-burger from the previous week, but no one's expecting that every time. But he did put up a hearty 29 fantasy points with 101 yards on only eight attempts rushing. Crazy. So two rushing TDs with another three receptions for 20 yards against a stout number four ranked Bills defense. It looks like he is the real deal for now. Possibly a fantasy season game changer. So whoever has him hold on and start starting him if you're not. Also, of course, again, Christian McCaffrey, CMC, already starting to hear the rumblings of the MVP season for him, which is not uncommon. He's he's showing out this season so far. He did very well on bad Panther teams for a long time. He's yeah. extremely talented, a hard worker, and now he has the opportunity to go get a ring if things can stay healthy in San Francisco. So Alvin Kamara, also back in the fantasy discussion. A solid showing, I think, after his suspension. 51 rushing yards, 33 receiving, 13 receptions on 14 targets. That's a huge target share. And so what I'm thinking, though, is what that means for Olave. Huge. It's that's a, a that's a big deal. That literally, well, quite literally, cut Olave's targets in half. All of the Saints receivers. Right. And it's it's been that way when Kamara's out there and he's healthy. He gets a ton of the check down work. They run a West Coast ish offense there in New Orleans. So first look, second look, and then check down. But is it worth it though? Like, is it? I mean, spend that amount of targets for the production that you're getting. Is it worth it? Yeah. Yeah, man. I don't know. It's, so yeah. Yeah, I would rather. I'd like to have him on my team right now. Kamara, he's playing. He's playing well to start. But, you know, it's it's, right. it's a competitive division, and the other guys are going to start squirking. You know, the, yeah. but the quarterback definitely because Olave was only looked at what six times. So yeah. of course they're going to start. Uh, we'll see how it balances out if it does at all. But what were you saying? And then the quarterback situation there as well. Right. So we'll see what happens when Derek Carr comes back, and then whatever happens with Jameis and all that type of stuff. So. 
Well, speaking of uh, squeaky wheels, yeah. as it comes to maybe uh, what might happen with Olave and the rest of those guys in uh, New Orleans, A.J. Brown, another huge game for him, right? Throwing the ball. Squeaky wheel gets the oil. A.J. Brown is quite an emotional player, I think, and since that uh, sideline discussion or comments or whatever you want to call it with A.J. Brown, he's nearly uh, doubled his <laughs> his targets. Funny how that works, right? Yeah. So, What about Mark Andrews? Tight end. So finally, finally a tight end shows up in a game yes. and has has a good one. It's been a pretty quiet year with Kelsey and all the top-tier guys. Andrews right. himself, so he finally shows up for 80 yards and two touchdowns. Right. I have Mark Andrews, I think, to show out this week once we get down to our, you know, show up, show out. Then yeah. uh, shit show. Yeah, I think Mark Andrews is pretty good. So not like himself, Pat Mahomes is kind of off to a cool start this week. Not his usual high-scoring fantasy self. He was right around 15 points. Almost not even worthy of the mention because we know it's not going to stay that way no, no. for him. So A tough environment and then, yeah. again, a very good Jets defense. And they'll, they'll humble some people. They made Josh, Josh Allen look bad in week one. Mm-hmm. And they made Mahomes look bad this past week. So there's, there's no shame there. And you, you put him against a, a mediocre-ish team, right? he'll still get his. So, but the other another uh, person I'm thinking, uh, Damon Pierce, right in Houston. I had that one as well. Kind of cooled off quite a bit. I think he's far cooler than most of the people who he's 95 percent rostered, and you got to start thinking that most of the fantasy owners are a little bit disappointed with the performance. Not not because it's a poor performance on his part, but because they're throwing the ball an awful lot. They are. Like his usage in Houston is It has very much there. become a pass-first offense with C.J. Stroud, right. who's having a, another rookie having a, a fantastic start to the he year. He is. I'm very I'm happy for C.J. Collins, the Nico other rookie. Collins is taking the top off of everything. Tank Dell, who didn't do much last week, but has become a, a target there right. as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the young Houston offense has become a pass-first kind of team. Yeah. So, yeah. So did you have anybody else that on, on any of those lists that you wanted to— Go over. I think Josh Jacobs finally woke up last okay. week. He had a he had a good game finally. Um, the script kind of went his way. Anthony Richardson. If I could go back and take a quarterback that no one saw coming, I mean he was highly touted, but the young, right. young Colts quarterback is is not only size, stature, but he's also got he's posture. Huge. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean he, he really commands the pocket. He's he's been fun to watch. And I think that pretty much wraps up for my stars. Uh, the cool star guys. We talked about Joe mm-hmm. Mac Jones. What do you do with Mac Jones? They're doing the Patriot offense. They got humbled in a big way. And, right. And, and right. Yeah. Mac Jones, I think. So he ended up sitting, right? Um, only yeah, because they were getting, yeah, he got, just because Stidham. they were yeah. just, for the, I mean, they were getting blown out. So there was no, no point in keeping him in the game. But yeah, Mac Jones is probably, I would imagine, not rostered. Patriots to a great are one degree. and three in so, a very difficult division. Yeah. What do you do? Do not. <laughs> <laughs> No, don't for, do for, it. For fantasy purposes, for fantasy do not run purpose, out. He is available not. in a, a ton of leagues. Do not run out and grab Mac Jones. Right. So, and I think, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll be living on uh, the waivers for quite a while. So this is, yeah, this has got to be the worst that we've seen the Patriots in I don't know how long. That offense is stagnant at best. Even Ramondre yeah. Stevenson, his his yards after, his yards per attempt are way, way down. There's mm-hmm. no good moving part of that New England offense right yeah. now. Not that I can see. Okay, another cool starter. Let's do Zach Wilson. Started off very slow when he mm-hmm. came in for Rodgers. Showed up, had a decent week against the Chiefs, 245 yards, two touchdowns. Do you right. see that continuing forward? Do you run out and grab him off the waiver wire? or Another one I would not snatch off the waiver wire. Just um, with that, with uh, Zach Wilson, he is, uh, God, he's going to continue to struggle there, and I don't think it's going to be worth I don't think he's going to put up much fantasy-wise. But we mentioned so he does play Denver this week. Which so, mm, with that ugly, it is in, it is in Denver, but mm-hmm. it's it is that Denver defense that get hung right. up seventy, hung up on him, and then a good chunk. Right, of the Bears but I too. think that 
more than that, though, it's just his own ability. Now, he is a quarterback that I would say some of it has gotten in his head yeah. in terms of his um, confidence and ability to actually get it done out there. So I know that it appears that his team has tried to be incredibly supportive. The rest of the team, Garrett, uh, Wilson, all of them have tried to kind of lift him up a little bit and keep him going. But I don't think that is – it's not working, and I don't think it's going to work going forward either. So that team is going to be all, all, all defense right now. So I would not waste a uh, waiver pickup on him, even in the bye week situation. Nope, you'd be – even in the super flex, you'd be better off finding a wide receiver, running back, someone else that will put up just as much or more. So I wouldn't risk it. Agreed. So another one, Najee Harris. Part of that mm. Pittsburgh struggling offense. What do mm-hmm. you do? Taken in the top three or four rounds in a lot of leagues. Right. Has not been productive. The whole offense at not all. Been actually, I'm bigger on his handcuff, which is actually who Jim I Warren. have in the next yeah, right Jim. segment for the waiver wire pickups. I like Jalen Warren. He's outperformed him all around so far. And even that, though, is still kind of the middle of the road. He hasn't been off the charts performing, Jalen Warren, I mean, yeah. but he's done better than the lead back over there in uh, Najee Harris. So if you do, if you are in the market for somebody for this uh, bye week that's coming up, he should still be out there. I think he is um, barely rostered. I think maybe less than 50% less if than I recall. I'm sure. sure. Yeah. I'll he get he back is available. Yeah. See how that quarterback situation in Pittsburgh settles down and then uh, a tough defense again this week. And then, yeah, maybe go out there and make a run at Jalen Warren. Maybe. But yeah. with the wires, okay, let's see what's going on there. Now we know that there's plenty of people that have long gone. Don't even think about it. People long, long gone. Yeah. Long gone. Out of here. Don't even, not even in your uh, your best dream. But there's still some options out there. So if you're in a non-standard, if you're in a standard non-superflex, I'm going to say uh, in the quarterback option, Matthew Stafford is a pretty solid option to get you through. I think he's about 50% rostered, as we mentioned before. And you got a solid chance of picking him up. He's averaging in the mid-teens to low-20s in terms of fantasy points. And this is going to be a tough week for him. He's got Philly to contend with, but Cooper Cup coming back. So... Um, I'm curious I think to see how that goes with Pukunaku as well. Puka yes. Nakua, you know, yeah. now with Cooper Cup, does he move over or how does that all work out? I think that Puka's numbers are going to take a hit. I know that many people are, I'm not of the opinion that they will stay the same. They're going to take a hit. If anybody's number, I I believe uh, Tutu Atwell will be consistent. Yeah. Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup, I think they're too similar a player. Very for them similar. to both have the same, you know, um, same part production, the, the yeah, same part same of the Right. So I think stuff. that yeah. Puka's definitely going to take a, a take a hit. But and if you haven't used him as you should, time may the may window may have closed on you. Definitely. So but uh, there's that for also quarterbacks. Let's see if you're in a deeper league or a super flex. I think you may want to consider Dobbs in Arizona, Howell in Washington. Dobbs has been solid and ticking up since week two, only 6% rostered. He did pretty well against the Niners, putting up 30 fantasy points, 265 yards on two TDs, no INTs, 48 rushing yards. So that's nothing to sneeze at. That is very tough defense. That is a very tough defense. And he played well. He really did. He kept them competitive in that game. Right. Sam Howell also, he had, I think, Philly last week, finished with 290 yards, one TD, 40 rushing yards, 24 fantasy points. Both of those guys should still be available on the wires if you're if a quarterback is what you're looking for. I have personally considered Sam Howell, other than the one game against Buffalo, which Buffalo is now showing that their defense is elite as well. Mm-hmm. He's played pretty well this year. So yep. if you need a quarterback, 
It's a good one. Yeah. So for wide receivers, I think I'd go Romeo Dobbs in uh, Green Bay, 55% roster. Solid pickup. The target share is there. He was 9 of 13 for 95 yards. Very good game against um, a good Detroit defense. Yeah. Can For sure is there to get you by with running back. This It's been a little tougher in the market, I think, for running backs this year. I think that anyone thought that it might be. It's a little thin right now, but I would consider Gus Edwards. He is 65% rostered, but the leading back over there with Dobbins gone for the season. And he's preferred to Justice Hill, the other running back there. So. And he Right. So I would go there. And then also, which we just mentioned a second ago, Jalen Warren also consider picking him up as the backup to Harris in Pittsburgh, yeah. who hasn't done much at all this season. So, And his numbers are are better on all the games, I think, than Harris's. So, and the tight end, another fairly tight position this season. For tight end, I'm still on the Zach Ertz train. I like him. The targets are there. He showed up okay with six catches on 10 targets against uh, the Niners for 53 yards. That's pretty good. That's a decent game, right? So also, I think Luke Musgrave. So he had a little bit of a downtick last week, but his targets had been pretty consistent. I think anywhere from... I'm going to say five to eight leading up until last week where he kind of took a step back. But I think he's going to have a good uh, bounce back game. And I think that turns around this week. I would also consider Jake Ferguson, the Dallas tight end, 77 yards last week against New England. It's nothing to sneeze at. Yes. All right. Well, I think so. If you need the waivers, go ahead, hit them up. There's plenty of choices out there. And the thing about that, again, season long, plenty of time to make adjustments where you need them. But don't let it get too far away from you because we are – 25% 25% of the way through the uh, season. So keep that in mind. But when you're talking DFS, daily fantasy, let's say there's no commitment. You can build yourself a completely new lineup every week, which I did last week. So where do we want to start? I think we'll go with our prize picks, which has been cleaning me out every week so far. Um, let me take a look. Last week, once again, went on the high side of things, thinking I could bet on all four players, and I hit took the over on all four. So Amon Ross St. Brown, he came through for me. He was his over was actually I got him at a steal at 53.5 was what his target was. I took the over. He barely made it at 56 yards. Ooh. Right. So, and then I had Sam Laporta. His was 42.5 was the target. He came in at 56. Now where I flubbed two more players, Calvin Ridley, 65.5. And I don't know what I was thinking. That was pretty high, but he came in at only, I think, 38. And then Chris Olave, another 70.5. I thought, you know, he'd have a better game. Did not. He had, I think, only one target. And he came in with a low four yards. The Camaro effect. So, yeah, we talked the about it. Yeah. Exactly. So that was that $0. This time, I think I decided to go... A little more conservative, so I picked only three this time. So okay. I get a le- little bit less. Of course, you know, when I do the uh, four picks and the power play, I get 10 times the bet. So with them with three picks, and then I took the standard play, so I only have to get two of these right, and then that's, I think, two and a half times my bet. So I went Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon's got 62.5 as his target. He's up against Arizona, and I took the over on that. I think he'll do better. Uh, Joe looks Maybe. like he doesn't believe. I am not a believer no, in well, Mixon. I never have been, but I could be wrong. Well, I'm saying with the quarterback situation, they got to run the ball considerably more. So, And it's Arizona. I think they'll I think they'll be all right. I think that's a pretty good they pick. They did just 62. get torched 5 by CMC. More. So possible. So, yeah. Then I took Isaiah Pacheco, 63.5. I took the under against Minnesota on that one. And then I took Sam Howell, 
I like. Yes, 13.5, and I took the over. There's an game against the Bears at home. I like that quite a bit, actually. Yes. So we'll see how they turn out for us. I'll, of course, let you guys know if I lost some more money or if I got a little bit richer. This time, let's see. We're going to go. What was the last uh, DFS on DraftKings? So, so far, DraftKings has not been my favorite way to go, but... For whatever reason, I have no idea what happened with this. I used to, um, gosh, what's the other one? FanDuel. I used to do FanDuel. You can't do it in California anymore for whatever reason now. So now it just comes up as a sports book. You're not allowed to. Come find me in the bottom when I retire. (laughs) (laughs) So I did. Let's see how I did last week on my past lineups. Let's see. I I did win on this one, actually. And I'm having a hard time finding I should have been better prepared with this. Let's see. Upcoming. No. Contests. I have. Let's see. Yes, I was in 4,991st place. But that's not so bad because it was like 17,000 people. And that still won me a little bit of cash. And the lineup that won, I entered three separate lineups. And the one that came out for me was C.J. Stroud, Kyron Williams, Swift, Keenan Allen, Puka Nakua, Zay Flowers, Mark Andrews, Tank Dell, and the Panthers D. So, Other than Tank Dell, that was a pretty good lineup. Yeah. That was a pretty good lineup for yeah. me. So, yeah, well, they had uh, Zay Flowers and Tank Dell as both cold, but everybody else see the little flame they were on. Yeah, they did yeah. pretty well there. Pretty good so, lineup. this week, though, I'm going to see if I can repeat that. Maybe win a couple more bucks. Let's see what this, uh, what my lineup is for my upcoming. I was very conservative in terms of cost, so the with DFS, of course, I think we've explained this before. On DraftKings, your budget's 50000 So you want to try to come in under that budget, getting the most production, biggest bang for your buck. I went with uh, Dobbs, actually, on the quarterback at playing Cincinnati. He was only 5200 bucks. I think he's going to do pretty well there. Well. I think he's going to yeah, do well there. Cincinnati defense not looking so great right now. So, I, And we know that HN is making his way up. In the uh, DFS cost world, he yep. was at sixty one hundred. I think he that's more than what twelve hundred bucks more than he was last week. So this week, I did take him though at the Giants because like the Giants are playing bit. terribly. So he yep. should do pretty and well. At Even at sixty one hundred, that's still a pretty good deal for him. I think. I think so too. Uh, for the production that you're going to get, I took Joe Mixon as I did in my uh, prize picks. Joe Mixon at sixty four, which you know I think is a little rich for him. So with A-Chan being at, <laughs> being at uh, 61, he came in just a couple hundred dollars more, but I took him as my second running back. Wide receiver, I took Jamar Chase, 7,900 in Arizona. So you we'll were very see. involved in that Arizona game. Let's keep going to watch for you. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be it, I know. Uh, and then I took Gabe Davis Ugh. at Jacksonville, 5,800. He was on the lower end. Maybe he'll get more than so one catch. we'll see. Garrett Wilson, also in uh, Denver. 6,000. I thought that was a pretty good, that's a steal for Garrett they Wilson. They are certainly targeting him and trying to get him involved. Right. Yep. 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 Mark Andrews again at uh, Pittsburgh, 5,500, a steal for him, I feel like as well. Agreed. And then in the flex, Noah Gray, only 2,800 bucks. We'll see. That's kind of going to be very, yeah, yeah, this is the flyer. And then uh, I took the Ravens D at Pittsburgh. So we'll see it. I can certainly see Baltimore putting up a number for you. Yeah. I'll be back with you guys, let you know how it goes. So awesome. All right. Well, we're definitely watching the players in your recommended daily lineup. Many of them will show up in this week's eight to keep an eye on. Every week, we give you guys the eight games we think will be the most exciting, make the biggest impact. And we pick the winners of those games. Well, let's see how we did last week first. So we'll start with the overall. Let's throw through these weeks we're in. 
My current record, 21 and 11. That's four weeks, eight games a week, 21 and 11. And my co-partner here, 19 and 13. Very close together. I did take Florida Fades 7 and 1 when he filled in for me when I was a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So you and I head to up. Actually, you and I were very close together. Last week, we both took Baltimore, but I think we didn't see the Deshaun Watson injury thing and him sitting. Otherwise, we might have changed what we did there. Okay. I'm sorry. We both took Cleveland, and Baltimore won the game. Uh, we didn't see that coming. Okay. All right. Last week, we both took Philly in what was a very, very competitive game and fun game to watch. Uh, you took Cincinnati. I took Tennessee. Um, I got that one. We both took Denver. We both took Buffalo. We both took Atlanta and took the loss. We both took Seattle, took the win, and we both took the LA Chargers, who looked pretty good in their win as well. Okay. All right, a little recap for last week. So on to this week. Start mm-hmm. off with the Texans at the Falcons. Yes. What you got? So Texans, Falcons. Um, you know what? I'm going Texans this week. The Falcons, I think, got off to a hot start, but the offense has sputtered, I think, in the last few weeks for them. So both of these teams are two and two. The Texans just took care of the Jags, I think, 37-17. The Falcons were just blown out <laughs> by the Jags and finding the end zone only one time. I think in their game, 23 to 7. So I'm taking the Texans this week. I'm also taking Houston. I'm a big believer in the young uh, CJ Stroud and the offense around him. I like what they're doing. I can certainly see them getting that win this week. Mm-hmm. All right, on to the next one the Eagles and the Rams, which I think is going to be a very competitive game. I do too. Eagles, Rams. I think the Rams are going to hand the Eagles their first loss. I'm making sourpuss face because I am also <laughs> taking the Rams. I thought that was going to be our difference this week. It is not. I think, yeah, I think they're going to hand them their first loss. The Eagles uh, may not be playing their best football so far by their own standard, I think they've even been saying. But they have always found a way to win. However, I think that will come to an end with Aaron Donald on the other side of the ball and Cooper Cup back in the mix. So. If I ever found myself in a dark alley in a dark place and they said, Joe, you can take one person with you <laughs> to protect you, I am finding 99 and saying, hey, <laughs> I need Got some help it. here because that is a scary, scary individual. Yeah. Uh, also, the Rams, for a bunch of reasons, I like what their offense is doing. Stafford, a little dinged up, but I think he'll be fine. Those East Coast, West Coast games, we have to do a lot of traveling and stuff. That plays a factor a lot. I like the Rams. I like the upset. All right, on to the next one. What might be the game of the week? Dallas Cowboys at San Francisco 49ers. I'm taking the Niners, right? CMC has been playing at that MVP level we've been talking about. And uh, through these first few weeks, I think Ayuk has been showing up in a major way too. Losing digs, talked about that too. And that uh, secondary has hurt Dallas. I'm going to take the Niners. Yeah, a a no-brainer for me. The Niners, until they lose, they are the best team in football. They are the team to beat, and they will continue in their ways. On to two of not the best teams in football, but exciting rookie on one side, the Titans and the Colts. What you got? Ooh, Titans and the Colts. I think I'm taking the Titans, right? So the Titans were ranked, I think, the best run defense last season. It looks like maybe that's carried over with them. They're allowing, I think, around 70 yards a game right now. Rushing is not the problem for the Titans. So, yeah. I think that doesn't fare well for the Colts with their running quarterback. And even if they do get Jonathan Taylor back, which I don't think that they will, I'm going to take the uh, Titans. I am enamored with young Mr. Richardson, so we find ourselves in a difference for the first time. I am going to take the Colts. I also have little to no belief in Mr. Tannehill. Yeah. Awful. If he was not there, I think the Tennessee team would be much more competitive. Hopkins might be near the end of his career, but he's still very good. Good running game. And, uh, yeah, so there uh, all right, on to the, on to the next okay. one. Okay. The Baltimore Ravens at the Pittsburgh Steelers. 
So definitely taking the Ravens on this one. I think Baltimore defensive run pretty well. They're ranked around seventh in yards allowed, surrendering less than 100 yards a game. The Steelers run game has struggled with uh, their lead back, Najee Harris, putting up less than stellar numbers so far. And he has not even found the end zone once in these first uh, four weeks. So going Ravens. I'm also going to take the Ravens as a chance for them not to put a stranglehold, but a small chokehold on the NFC, on the, I'm sorry, the AFC North. Mm-hmm. Uh, having already beaten Cleveland, having beaten Cincinnati now, it's a good chance to put themselves, just as the Niners did in their division, to put a little, 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 tiny little chokehold on it before we get down to a full-on stranglehold later in the year. Okay, okay, next one. What could be an offensive spectacle? Right. Kansas City Chiefs at Minnesota Vikings. I'm taking the Chiefs, of course, on the Vikings. I think um, the Vikings are going to maybe continue to struggle. I think it could be, like you said, a shootout on this. But definitely Pat Mahomes finds a way. Bounce back game for both he and Travis Kelsey. Um, Less than stellar on the Vikings. See, I think I'm going to go Chiefs for sure. I'm also going to go Chiefs because I usually stick with a hot hand. And the Chiefs, even though they just kind of got by the Jets a little bit, again, all props to the Jets defense. They have enough, and Minnesota has very little to no defense. So Kansas City has enough defense to slow down mm-hmm. Jefferson, uh, Addison, Kirk Cousins, who's having a phenomenal fantasy year. But that's going there into Minnesota, okay. into the Dome, and get a win. All right, mm-hmm. next one, another good one. This one's from London Town. It's the Jaguars and the Bills. Jacksonville playing two games in a row in uh, the land of... I'm going to go Bills, of course. Um, I think that, again, Jaguars, I, they will not be able to contend with that Bills defense or offense, for that matter. They have not played very well. I think Trevor Lawrence has come up a little bit shorter than everybody thought that he would as well. So, um, yeah, the Bills, I think, will just be too much to contend with for them. They're gonna, I'm going to take the Bills. The Bills will also going to take Buffalo. They are playing, it's just as I said a second ago, you stick with a hot hand. Their defense mm-hmm. is playing very well. Josh Allen is if it's not going to be CMC, he's probably number two right now for offensive uh, MVP. He's, he's played extremely well. I mean, the last couple of games, I mean, they're blowing people out because of him. Now, he had the shoulder thing last year, and a lot of people said, oh, what's wrong with him? Is he going to be able to come back from this? I think he's come back, and he's come back in a big way. Okay. Uh, look for good things to continue from Buffalo. All right, and the last one, I can't remember why I picked this one, thinking back, but uh, Saints and Patriots. I picked the Saints on this one. I think the Patriots are uh, – the Saints have a phenomenal defense – they got Kamara back. The Patriots are still struggling. No faith at all in Mac Jones. They're one and three. Yep, I'm going to go. I'm going to ride with the Saints on this one. I am going to take New England and what? maybe a little bounce back game. I could be wrong. Okay. We will see. All right, that's it for the eight. All right. And now for the segment that we get the most feedback on, the one that everybody loves, where we make our most accurate fantasy prediction and let you know who's going to show up. Who's going to show out and who will be a shit show this week? So now for our very first, let's see, what are we going with? Show up quarterback position. Go. Get up there on him, jam him. And when he runs away from you, then just run him down. You with me? Don't get into a quickness game with him because you're not very quick. Jared Goff versus the Carolina Panthers. Jared Goff. Really? Okay. Jared Goff. You know what? I've got Jalen Hurts at the Rams just to show up. Just to, yeah, just just to show, show up. Just to show yep. up, play okay. play okay. That Carolina yep. defense is good. That's the reason I, I took that. He'll show up. Mm-hmm. He'll have a very workmanlike game, one or two touchdowns in the 200-yardish range, and just show up. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. Running back. I've got, oh, you first. Okay, I'll go first. Uh, okay. Ramondre Stevenson versus New Orleans at home. He's going to have to help. Mac Jones needs help, and he's going to have to help. Okay. What was one of their top weapons, one of the best running backs in football last year, needs to step up and play better. Okay. Yep. So I like the way you put that. 
And it actually applies to the person I selected as well. I went Brees Hall. Yeah, same. Exactly Brees same. Hall, Broncos, he's got to help. He's help. <laughs> so, he's yep. So he, help. I'm thinking that he will show up the Broncos. It shouldn't be that hard to do, right? Everybody's like, they're being even referred to as like the mouthwash team. You play again to get freshened up, start all over. So, yeah, Brees Hall to show up. And let's go wide receiver. Show I, up. Travis, I didn't pick one here. That was silly of me. Well, I'll just pick one on okay. the fly. We'll okay. go. We'll go with. Um, we'll go with Garrett. Have a Garrett Wilson of the Jets to show up and have a decent game. Okay. All right. Good. Same. Same deal. I think they. Yeah. They like it. I like Zay Flowers actually. I like what the young guys to, doing. Yeah. I like Zay Flowers to show up at the Steelers. This will be. He took a little bit of a downturn. I think he's been right around 10, 11 fantasy points. I think a high of maybe fourteen at some point. But uh, I think that um, he will get back on track. He took a little bit of a hit last week, so we'll see. But I'd like him to show up with this. Different game the script. They end up running yeah. locks. They took that big lead, and they were never really challenged that game. Okay. So let's go tight end. I have to show up. I have another good game, not a huge game. Mark Andrews versus Pittsburgh. I think the script will run well. He has to score a little bit early, and then they'll get a lead, and they'll just run the ball a little bit. So, okay. Yeah. Just to show up. I'd like uh, Zach Ertz to show up. At the Bengals. Yeah, he definitely so, has an opportunity um, this week. Yep, he gets plenty of targets, plenty of... I know that the Bengals are, you know, they're fighting for their life. They're trying to stay alive in this. So I expect their defense to be there. But I do think that Zach Ertz will show up there in the tight end I like position. It. All right. And lastly, defense, show up. We're staying in that game quite a bit today. Uh, Arizona. I have the Arizona defense to show up against Cincinnati. <laughs> Funny. I have the Bengals show, <laughs> defense to show <laughs> up against to Arizona. Yep. Yeah. Great minds, right? Yep. So... Moving down into our more fun category, the one that everybody likes to see where they put all the points on the board. Let's who is showing out. Let's see. Hey, that's what I'm talking about, baby. That's what I'm talking about. For starting with, uh, let's go quarterback, you. Tua against the Giants. I expect a big game from him. Yeah. Little bounce back after struggling. I would say struggling, but having a rougher game for his standard against the Buffalo Bills, he's going to tear the Giants apart. Okay, same. Going to go with Tua to show up. For sure, definitely. I mean, at home, they're, mm-hmm. they're ready to get back in the W category, and I'm sure they will. Yeah, the Giants are. Mm-hmm. Ah. So, running back, so I, show out. I upgraded your guy. You took him as show up. I, I turned him into show out. Brees Hall mm. against Denver. He's going to have to if they're going to win that game. We'll see. We'll see. I took A Chan as the Giants. No, oh, yeah. For yeah. sure. I, I think all that. Miami he's the lead guy. Yeah, he's yeah. the lead guy there now. He's going to get it for sure. Yep. yep. All right. Wide receiver showing out. Who you got? I have Debo Samuel versus the Dallas Cowboys. I think okay. he's going to be their guy this week. I know he's a tiny bit banged up, but I expect him in prime time a big game. I've got, again, that uh, Miami Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill it's took a, a little bit of a hit last week. I think way less than he we are normally accustomed to seeing him yeah. performing fantasy-wise especially. So Tyreek Hill, Giants, another huge game for him. I wouldn't be surprised if we see a 50-burger. Yeah, so. see that? All right, showing out on to tight end. Go. I have Taylor Swifty Kelsey <laughs> to show up. Oh, right, this is he, not he's, he's due. He's been <laughs> he's been down. Minnesota's defense isn't the strongest. I expect him to hook up with Mahomes quite a bit. I could see a two touchdown game there. Okay, I've got Mark Andrews at the Steelers. Mark Andrews, I think is gonna. I, I'm looking for two touchdowns for him out of the uh, that lackluster D over there. So, yep, going uh, Mark Andrews. Let's see. Showing out. Lastly, defense. Yep, early game at? across the old pond. I have the Buffalo Bills defense to show out against the Jacks. Oh, when Jaguars. don't they show out there? I mean, come on. So I went Saints. Saints-Patriots, I think they're going to do quite, quite well. Mac Jones. Yep. Who knows? He'll be picked a few times. So yeah. We'll see. All right. And lastly, 
bringing up the rears as we expect them to do in their games, those who we expect to be a full-on shit show this week. Oh, yeah. So we got me to work out mode. Quarterback, go. Ryan Tannehill versus the Indianapolis Colts. I expect absolute garbage. <laughs> hot garbage. Mac Jones at the Saints. Could be more hot garbage. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, I think we're on the right track with those. So running back, let's go. Shit show. Again, this Arizona game, Joe Mixon. I think mm. the Arizona defense is going to bother Really? Them yeah. Oh, wow. That means you think I'm going to lose my money this week in the Sorry. prize picks. Oh, man. Well, I've got uh, Najee Harris at Baltimore. Nothing. Nothing doing. I could certainly see that. So, wide receiver shit show go. DJ Moore against the decent Washington commando defense. Okay. DJ Moore. I've got, uh, I'm going Calvin Ridley, Buffalo. Yeah. I'm not going to, nope, not going to do it. I can see that. All right. And, Let's say, where are we? Tight end, tight end, shit show, go. One of the most overrated players of the last few years, Kyle Pitts versus the Houston, <laughs> oh, Texas. Man. Guy oh, never man. does anything. And he's, I mean, physically, mm-hmm. look, you look at him, he looks like he could do do anything, Superman. But yeah. then week after week after week, wah, wah, wah. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Oh, he finally worked his way down into the shit show situation for me as well. For I started out very high on him, showing up, showing out. Nope, nope, nope. So I'm in agreement with you there, Calvitz. And lastly, our uh, shit show defense is... The Minnesota Viking defense. I think their offense might play great, but their defense is going to get mm-hmm. toe up. Nice. I went Giants D. Giants at Miami. Ugh, tough yep. place to play. Just ask Denver. And they're going to get crapped all over. So. Uh, agreed. Well, all right, guys, I think that'll do it for this week. Please do come back and hang out with us again next week. Uh, I think we're getting pretty good at this thing. I think we are. All right. So where to find us? You can find us on Spotify, the Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Remember to like, follow, rate, and review us on any of those platforms. Those reviews are super important. Not only will they help us get better, but more you guys rate and review. Up fast, we move up in the podcast charts, and we definitely want that. Right. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the Aired Out Network. Thanks for listening and all the support. Oh, and while we were mentioning support, so we just added, if you like this podcast and you want it to keep coming to you, we work very, very, very hard at it, and everything that we do is uh, out of pocket. So if you would like to support us, you can definitely do that. We've added a support this podcast button to the show description, and once you click on that button, you can have several options in terms of how much you would like to donate, and that will definitely help us keep the show going and get new episodes out to you. So consider it. We would love it if you did. Please do. I'm signing off. This is Joe. All right. This is Chantel. This is the Aired Out Fantasy Football League podcast, part of the Aired Out Network. Thanks so much, you guys. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. This podcast is written, produced, and recorded by me, Chantel Brown, and Joe Bishop as a part of the Aired Out Podcast Network. Recording mixed and mastered by Wodek B.